wonderful people. I'm your host, Cody Felger, as usual. I hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday. And I know I am because the NFL is right around the corner. The Colts are 19 days away from their first regular season game in Los Angeles when they play the Chargers. And life is always better when there's football involved. And the Colts are in the middle of their four preseason games. They just finished up their last game on Saturday against the Browns. And now they host the Bears on Saturday, August 24th at 7 p.m. for their third preseason game. And so the regular season's creeping closer and closer. The Colts made a roster move. Actually, they made a couple roster moves. Uh, they signed running back Tenderek West. So another Kansas City running back. Um, and another running back, Marquise Young. So if that tells you anything about the injury status of Jonathan Williams, I think he had a rib injury, uh, so it'll be worth monitoring. And also, some more notable news, they placed a running back, Deontay Foreman, I can never say his name right, and Darius Fountain on IR. And also they waived safety Derek Kindred, who they signed. I think he played in Cleveland last year. I thought he was a pretty good young player, but that safety group, man, is just absolutely insane when it comes to depth. And so Kindred's out. And also Jordan Wilkins, Colts running back, is also on the men, so uh, that's worth monitoring as well. And so here we are, two weeks down, two weeks till the regular season. I thought that we should bring back an old game of fly or flop. And so if you're not familiar with this game, we played it a couple weeks ago, but we're going to put a little bit of a spin on it. And so how we're going to play it is now through two weeks of action, we're going to look at players who have really ascended, who have really flown, who have really taken advantage of their opportunity on this Colts roster who could potentially make this roster. And then we're also going to look at players who we had high hopes for, uh, but they really have not lived up to expectations. Or really, they just have not had good camps, have not looked good in the first two preseason games, and they're probably on the outside looking in uh, for this roster. So I'm going to give a few of my guys for both of them. And Derek, I know you're going to do the same here. So let's get to it here. All right, my first guy is a guy that we just talked about in the last podcast, Andrew and myself talked about. That's Deion Kane. And Deion Kane's really done a lot, I think, for himself, cementing himself for this roster because coming in, we really weren't sure where Deion Kane was going to be. You know, he tore his ACL last year in the first preseason game. The Colts obviously had very high hope for him last year. But I remember at the start of the offseason, Chris Ballard just really warned fans, like, just be cautious. This guy just came off an ACL injury. Let's We're going to ease him back into it. Don't expect him to put up a 1,000 yards, you know, be a number two receiver right away. Let's let's just pump the brakes on Deion Kane a little bit. Um, But I think all in all, he's really shown a lot. And I, I think he's had a really strong camp from what I've heard. I thought he had a pretty solid first game there, um, and he really broke out on Saturday. Saturday, Yeah, he really broke out on Saturday. He had seven catches on nine targets for 80 yards, uh, showed his really, really good footwork. He actually broke a tackle, I remember, for a large gain. And I thought that Deion Kane, all things considered, has really had a nice offseason and really had a nice first couple games. And so I think he's really cemented himself as that number four, number five receiver for the Colts. And if you're not familiar with Deion Kane, I mean, this guy was the number one receiver for Clemson when they won the national title and when Deshaun Watson was there. I mean, he was the guy for Deshaun Watson. And somehow he fell to the sixth round for the Colts last year. And they really had a lot of high hopes for him, like I mentioned. But I would say he's probably the MVP of the preseason so far for the Colts. And he has flown, for me, in my opinion. I think he's the number one player for me who has definitely flown the most. So that's my first player. And my second guy's got to be Kamoko Ture, right? I mean, he's really had a solid camp. I thought he showed a lot on Saturday. I mean, he had a couple tackles for loss. Uh, he had a sack. 
And he's been really, he was inconsistent for the Colts last year as a rookie. And I know he was kind of banged up and he struggled with keeping on weight and stuff like that. But I think he's really shown a lot for the Colts. And he won't probably be a starter, knock on wood, um, unless an injury occurs. But I think that he's shown a lot and he's still a really young player. I think he's, what, 23, 24 years old. Uh, but and I think he's shown a lot as a pass rusher. I mean, he was a second round talent for the Colts last year. Uh, and he really, I think, has shown a lot. I think he's flown. Um, he, I don't think he really showed a lot in that first Bills preseason game, and some fans were potentially concerned. I think some fans could potentially think of him as Terrell Basham and kind of have Terrell Basham syndrome a little bit. Of uh, he's a you know decently high pick, and he doesn't really perform at all. And if, if anybody remembers Terrell Basham from last year, uh, people thought he could potentially be the pass rusher of the future when he was drafted in 2017. Just didn't show anything really for the Colts. And they actually cut him, I think, like right after that Patriots game. Uh, and so he was a draft bust for the Colts in that Chris Ballard's first draft. And so I think he's been compared, Kamoko Turi has been compared to Basham in certain ways because he's a very raw prospect. But I think all in all, Turi has really shown a lot. And I think his stock's going up. So he's my second guy in the fly candidate. And one more comment I had on Ture before I hand it over to you, Derek, is that I think that, you know, with the addition of Justin Houston and then hopefully Jabal Sheard comes back, I think that gives Ture options to, you know, where we've talked about it before, where Houston's not going to be on the field three downs. You know, it could potentially be giving Kamoko Ture some more snaps, maybe even Ben Ben Banagoo. Sorry, it's a hard word to say. It's a tongue twister. Uh, But even Ben Banagoo, giving them some pass rush snaps, um, and, and helping some of those guys, some of those older guys who have struggled with the injuries, uh, like the Justin Houston. And I think if Kamoko Turi continues to show flashes of his potential and continues to grow and mature and learn from Justin Houston and some of those coaches, and maybe even Robert Mathis. I know he worked with Mathis in the offseason. Um, if he continues to work on his craft and also if he stays healthy. I mean, he was battling injuries last year. I think he could potentially be a strong pass rusher. Again, I think his weakness, his glaring weakness, has definitely been against the run. Um, But if he can learn anything from those guys and can continue, I think he showed some nice improvement in the run game with those couple tackles for losses on Saturday. Uh, So if he he continues to do that and continues to refine his game in the pass rushing department, I think the sky's the limit for Kamoko Ture. So he is my second fly candidate. Yeah, so the two guys that I had for my fly list so far this offseason has definitely been Rocky Sin, even though we haven't seen him very much in the preseason game so far. He's definitely done a very good job of making an impact in practice. Obviously, we've seen so many of the interceptions that he's had, especially the one against Funchess. So we haven't quite seen that in the games yet, obviously, because he hasn't gotten a whole lot of playing time yet. But that is where I think my first guy would be. And the other guy on my fly is uh, Chad Kelly. And this was obviously a surprise to everyone. Uh, We didn't know what to expect when we signed him uh, over here. Obviously, we knew that he was going to be serving his two-game suspension that he's going to have to deal with. Uh, That's going to make things interesting for whether or not uh, he's going to be that QB number three for us. And as funny as it sounds... You know, it's just because of how he's played in these preseason games that has kind of got people talking about whether or not he should be the third quarterback because he has been lighting it up in the preseason game so far in the time that he's had. 
and he's certainly become a a fan favorite in the backup quarterback category right now. He's definitely looked very well in the time that he's played, so that is why he is my second fly guy. All right, now on to the flop candidates. My first guy, I think, is a pretty obvious one. If you've watched any Colts games or heard anything from the Colts reporters, y'all probably notice it, and that guy is Jalen Collins, and I'm honestly really sad that Jalen Collins is on this list because I had a lot of high hopes for him. Um, He's a very, very talented guy, former second-round pick of the Atlanta Falcons. He actually started on that Super Bowl team that played against the Patriots in that famous collapse that how do you even do that, by the way? That's that's absolutely nuts. I'm still amazed that the Falcons just completely blew it. Um, I had to watch that game, and it was awful. It was torture. Um, but anyways, back to my point. Yeah, Jalen Collins is definitely a guy who I think is certainly a lock for the flop candidate for me. And so, um, you know, he's just – it seems like every time you see um, a big play happening against this Colts defense, it's against Jalen Collins. And that's really unfortunate because – I think that Collins has a lot of potential, like I already mentioned, um, and I just think that it's in his head now, and he's just getting beat. And unfortunately, um, in this league, it doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter how high you were drafted. It matters if you perform or if you don't, and Jalen Collins simply has not performed. Now, he has two games to change the Colts' mind, but I think if he continues to play like he's played in camp and now in the preseason, I think he's definitely not going to make this final 53-man roster. So he's been a major disappointment for me and a flop candidate for me as well. The next guy on my flop list is unfortunately another guy that I kind of defended and was excited to see how he handled this year. Uh, But he really has been underwhelming for me as well. And that's a backup left tackle in the Raven Clark. And Clark was a former third round pick actually of the Colts when they drafted Ryan Kelly. I believe that was in 2016 when they drafted Kelly, 2015, 2016, one of those years. Uh, And he, you know, he has all the physical tools to be a good left tackle in this league. But he's really struggled so far with consistency's sake. Uh, he was actually a starting left tackle. Actually, Joe Haig was a starting left tackle before when Anthony Costanzo went down last year uh, with that. I think we believe it was a hamstring injury to start the year. He missed five games. So Joe Haig got hurt then. And then LaRaven Clark had to step in. And I thought all in all, obviously there was a drop-off from Costanzo to Clark. But I thought all in all, Clark played really well. And I, I know the Colts had been impressed with Clark in the offseason. Uh, but... Saying that, I you know, just seeing him in these first couple games, it really has been evident that he is struggling right now. Um, he's been a flop candidate for me because I thought he could potentially, you know, be a solid backup for the Colts in the event that that happens again, that they could trust a guy like Clark. But it really has not been so at all. And I think the Colts are going to definitely need to look next year and next year's draft at the future at left tackle because you simply can't trust Clark with how inconsistent he is. So he's definitely the second guy on my flop list. And my two guys that I have that were flops so far this preseason has definitely been the first one being Jalen Collins. Uh, he obviously had a very good first game, uh, had uh, made a couple tackles and forced helped force a fumble in that game as well. But unfortunately, we saw a bunch of times where he was getting blown out for uh, he was getting beat off the routes. And that was, again, another thing that he was struggling with in game two. Uh, for a lot of us who thought he might make that second, that that last spot on this cornerback group, I don't know if that has become a, a thing of the past now. Yeah, I mean he's still got time, but I thought for the the talent that this kid has definitely got, I, I was really hoping that you know to see a little bit more out of him. I haven't seen it, and a lot of us haven't seen it yet. 
So we're really hoping that he shows it now, but so far he hasn't. And the second guy that I have is Josh Andrews. Andrews obviously came in in the second uh, preseason game, got a lot of time to face the uh, face the Browns. He had multiple uh, penalty calls against him, and as so did most of the Colts' offensive line that game. But Andrews really stood out in that regard. He, he was certainly ha- uh, struggling mightily with that, and then ended up getting injured towards the end of the game. Uh, end of the game as well, I believe. So it's just one of those things that the Colts brought this kid in, hoping to make things better. Uh, he certainly hasn't done uh, too much yet. Again, it is still preseason. It's still time for him to learn and get better. But so far, he would be my second flop guy. All right, now time for the question of the day. Derek, I want you to answer this one, and then I'll give my answer. Who is the most overrated and underrated Colt on the current roster? Yeah, my most overrated player going into this offseason so far, and I believe it was somebody I said before, was Paris Campbell. Now, don't get me wrong, I am just as excited as everybody else is to get Paris Campbell out there. I definitely am excited to see what he brings to this team, and I think he can bring something good to this team. I just think that some of us Colts fans have hyped this man up a little bit too much, thinking he's the second coming of like a Percy Harvin or something, when he hasn't proven anything yet. He hasn't even made it onto the field yet due to this hamstring injury that he's been dealing with. It's lingering again, kind of like what we've been dealing with Andrew Luck. But Paris Campbell should be out this week at some point, so we might get a chance to see what he's got then. But I think we should kind of hold the brakes a little bit, you know, before we start realizing what this kid can do. Let's wait until we see what he can do before we start making assumptions. I'll start with overrated so I can get the bat out of the way. Uh, We've talked about it before, and it it hurts me to say this, especially with how all he does is catch touchdowns, but I got to say Eric Ebron, simply because, you know, he had such great touchdown numbers last year, and I think he still struggled with drops, and so we saw it even when Jack Doyle went down with that hip surgery, hip injury last year, um, that, you know, Ebron was kind of forced into a bigger role, and, you know, he still played pretty well, all things considered, but I think it kind of caught up to him when, you know, they had to play Kansas City, and... You know, just down the stretch, I don't think Eric Ebron is as complete of a player as maybe his stats indicate. And so if he can work on those little things, I think he could definitely ascend to be a better tight end and be a top tight end. But for me, he's not a top five tight end simply because I think there's a lot of things in his game that he needs to clean up, uh, especially the drops like we've talked about. Uh, I think he just needs to have more consistency and just doing the little things. I think he can do a lot of the good thing a lot of the spectacular things i should say really well and now it's time to just work on the little things so it's hard to choose because the Colts really don't have a lot of overrated players on their roster i think they're a very underrated team but i gotta go with eric ebron simply because of the things i just stated all right and for my most underrated player i gotta go with my guy malik hooker because uh, i think last year he really showed that he was a force when he was on the field and when he was healthy And I think this season is really going to be good for him because this is the first time in his career that he's really been able to have a full healthy offseason. I mean, the last couple of years, I mean, the first year he came in, he was fighting off some injuries. So he wasn't wasn't able to participate in some stuff in the spring. And then last year, obviously, he came recovering from the ACL injury he suffered in 2017. 
Um, so I think this is a big year for Hooker. I think that he has potential to be really, really good this year. He was really, really good last year for the Colts in, in the fact that the teams didn't really test him deep last year with the quarterbacks the Colts were playing. Uh, so this year they're playing a lot more, I would say a lot better quarterbacks who will test Hooker more. And so I only foresee big things for him. And now year two in Matt Eberflus' system will be big for him as well. So Hooker's definitely my guy who I think is the most underrated player and I think is not talked enough about on this Colts defense. But I think he's a key cog to their success in 2019 and beyond. Derek, who is yours? Yeah, so my most underrated player has to be Anthony Walker. Again, we we brought up the statistic several times that that Anthony Walker had a very good season last year, a season that statistically a lot of people don't quite realize that was up there with Darius Leonard and with Luke Keekley in several different facets. And obviously, like we said before, Darius Leonard has said Anthony Walker is the guy that allows Darius Leonard to be Darius Leonard. He's the captain of the middle. He makes sure everybody is in position where they need to be. And I think a lot of Colts fans and national media don't understand that. A lot of people keep saying Anthony Walker is going to lose his spot on this roster for some odd reason or another. I don't quite understand it myself, but I think Anthony Walker for this reason is the most underrated player on this Colts roster. My most overrated player going into this offseason so far, and I believe it was somebody I said before, was Paris Campbell. Now, don't get me wrong, I am just as excited as everybody else is to get Paris Campbell out there. I definitely am excited to see what he brings to this team, and I think he can bring something good to this team. I just think that some of us Colts fans have hyped this man up a little bit too much thinking he's the second coming of like a Percy Harvin or something when he hasn't proven anything yet. He hasn't even made it onto the field yet due to this hamstring injury that he's been dealing with. It's lingering again, kind of like what we've been dealing with Andrew Luck. But Paris Campbell should be out this week at some point, so we might get a chance to see what he's got then. But I think we should kind of hold the brakes a little bit, you know, before we start realizing what this kid can do. Let's wait until we see what he can do before we start making assumptions. Yeah, I could definitely agree with all those points, Derek. You make good arguments for both. Okay, so the Colts are playing the Bears for the third preseason game. On this Saturday, they're hosting. Derek, what are three things that you're looking for in this game that you think the Colts need to do well or need to do better? Yeah, uh, three things I'm definitely looking for is I want to continue to see the offensive line get more in rhythm. I want to see some more physicality up front. And following number one, I want to, again, see the Colts try to establish some kind of run game. I want to be able to see them do what they do. And then in the third spot, I definitely want to see the, the linebackers take more control in this game because, again, I think the coverage has been kind of loose lately, particularly in, in the middle of the field right at the linebacker depth. So I'm looking to see if they can try and tighten things up a little bit because they have been a little loose and obviously that's been apparent from what we've seen at Buffalo and against uh, the Browns. I'm hoping that if we get to see them tighten up a little bit, maybe we can help shut that run game down and then see a little bit better pass protection as well. So those are the three things I'm looking for. 
Yeah, and I agree with you for my first point. I think the Colts definitely need to establish a run. They have been piss poor when it comes to running the football so far in the preseason. Uh, My second point, I think, is obviously the offensive line needs to be better. And I know that in the two preseason games, the Colts have not had all of their starters in at the same time. Uh, But that, that, I mean, I don't think that's really should be an excuse. I think you need to see more from those backup players like a Josh Andrews, like we talked about, or Andal or even Clark. Those guys need to step it up because if they don't, I mean, what happens if Anthony Costanzo goes down? If Mark Glowinski goes down, what happens? It's not going to look pretty. And so that's my second factor, I would say. And then my third factor, I just need to continue to see more from the pass rush. I mean, I know they had a really solid game last week against the Browns, but I need to see more from guys like Kamoko Ture, guys like Ben Banigou. I need to see more from them. And I think the key for these guys Like we've talked about with young players, the key for these guys is consistency. And unfortunately, you know, Reese Fountain, we've we've talked about, went down with an injury. Uh, But that's something that that we needed to see from Reese Fountain. And he started putting that together. And so with Kamoko Turi coming off a strong game last week against the Browns, we need to see that more from him and more from Ben Banigou and more from those young pass rushers. And so those are my three factors. And obviously the Colts play the Bears. They host the Bears on Saturday at 7 p.m. We'll probably come at you with a pregame podcast on Friday. We'll probably drop one there for you guys. Um, Look forward to doing more podcasts very soon. Thanks, guys, and go Colts.